Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus the Christ. Text for our meditation this day, dear Christian friends, is our gospel reading from Luke chapter 7, especially these verses. When the men sent from John had come to Jesus, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to you, saying, are you the one who is to come or shall we look for another? In that hour, Jesus healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits. And on many who were blind, he bestowed sight, and he answered them, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, the poor have good news preached to them, and blessed is the one who is not offended by me. This is the text, and you may be seated. Life is filled with expectations. We know this to be true as we've all made out Christmas lists. We share them with our family and friends in the expectation of receiving all that we truly want for Christmas. But there's always a certain letdown, isn't there? There's always something that is asked for that isn't received or isn't quite maybe what we had in mind. Unfulfilled expectations is really the theme of this gospel lesson this morning. Are you the one who is to come? Or should we be looking for another? And it's really important for us to understand just exactly who is asking this question. Our text tells us that it was the imprisoned John the Baptist sending his disciples to Jesus in order to get the answer and report it back to him. So why is this little fact so important to point out? Well, consider what John himself had said about Jesus. Behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is the one who will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. This is the one who will separate the wheat from the chaff with his judgment day winnowing fork. This is the one who will bring release and freedom and prosperity to those languishing in bondage and despair. And what is John's situation now? Languishing in bondage and despair in Herod's prison. That prison was basically a dungeon where people just wasted away. When death came, it was a blessing. And you can hear John's frustration from the question. Hey! I'm in bondage. I'm in prison. I'm dying here. The Messiah is supposed to put an end to all of this. If you really are the Messiah, well, now would be a good time to go ahead and pull the trigger. If you really are the Messiah, how's about putting an end to all of this doom and gloom and despair? All of this serves to remind us that John, too, was human. 
He was a sinner just like the rest of us. Like you and me, he struggled with his faith when the going got tough. This struggle arose out of his expectations and understandings of what the Messiah was supposed to look like, sound like, and act like. What he was seeing and hearing wasn't lining up with what he was believing. See, John only recognized Christ like two bookends in history. If you listen to John's prophecies, he was continually pointing to Jesus coming in glory for judgment. This is what God had revealed to him. He also understood the fact that Almighty God came to earth in the flesh, in the person of Jesus Christ. He understood how this coming of Christ in weakness led to Christ's victorious coming in judgment. So those are the two bookends. What he didn't understand, though, is that in between those bookends was a cross. John didn't grasp that God's plan of salvation involved suffering, pain, humiliation, and death. You can almost hear General Patton's words reflected in John's expectations. The Christ suffering and dying for victory? You don't win wars by dying for your country, General Patton said. You win wars by making the enemy die for his. How about you? You and I both know that it's very easy to proclaim the joy and wonder of God when things are going well. But what about when what we see and hear doesn't line up with what we believe? When life gets hard, the first words out of our mouths often echo the question of an imprisoned John the Baptist. Why is this happening to me? Should I be looking elsewhere for some help? Is this all just a sham? Is it a waste of time? If you really are Almighty God, make something happen. Pull the trigger. Fulfill all of that talk about victory and release from bondage and prosperity and life and health and joy. And this is precisely why this text is appointed as the gospel for the third Sunday in Advent. This is where Christ's life-giving word of the gospel breaks in and proclaims to us the very thing that he proclaimed to John's disciples. Go and tell what you've seen and heard. The blind are receiving their sight. The lame are walking. The lepers are being cleansed and the deaf are hearing. The dead are being raised up to new life and the poor are receiving the gift of the gospel, the gift of life eternal. Jesus was saying to John, you know what the scriptures say about the Messiah. You know the prophecies. You know what the Messiah is supposed to look like, sound like, and act like. You know what the Messiah will do for his people. And it's being done right now. God is keeping his word. He's just not working on your timeline.
He's just not doing it exactly the way you expected. But pastor, what about us? We don't see these miracles happening. We don't see blind people having their sight restored, deaf people starting to hear, the crippled jumping up and walking. I know my faith would certainly be boosted if I could see blind people having their sight restored and dead people coming back to life. But we do have the testimony of the Scriptures. We have evidence in writing of all that Jesus did during His ministry. The signs that show Him to be the one who was to come. And that we need not wait for or expect any other. This Jesus who gave sight to the blind and hearing to the deaf, who raised the dead and preached good news to the poor, also went to the cross to lay down his life as a ransom for the whole world. He has released us from our bondage to sin and death. No longer do we languish under its bitter yoke. And the day is coming when he will release us from all of our other sufferings too. The day of the resurrection, when there will be no more illness, pain, sorrow, depression, anxiety, or fear. This is why we light that pink candle on the third Sunday in Advent. It's the joy candle. It sets apart this day right smack dab in the middle of Advent as a reminder that God has kept His Word and is still keeping His Word. Even though His ways may not match our expectations, even though what we see and hear may not fully line up with what we believe, look to the cross. There is joy. There is victory, Christ's victory and ours. Christ's death means life for us here and now and there and forever. I know it doesn't make sense to the rest of the world, but in the midst of this crazy, sinful, and dark world in which we live and sometimes even languish, we're reminded of the eternal joy and light and peace that is already ours in Jesus Christ who came to us as a babe in a manger in order to suffer for our sins on the cross, who still comes to us today in His life-giving word and sacraments and who will come again in glory to take us home in body and soul to live with Him in paradise forever. What we see and hear, then it will line up with what we have believed. He doesn't just meet our expectations, He exceeds them. And that's good news. That is truly a reason to rejoice. Amen. The peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Amen.